Hello and welcome today to our sixth episode of Data Unplugged. Today we have Florent Scheibner with us. He is from NKD and is currently the head of data science. Florent, thank you very much for, for joining me today for this episode. Um, why don't you introduce yourself uh, to the audience um, quickly? Yeah, hi, Ben. Thanks for, for having me. Um, so I'm Florian, as you said. I'm from Munich, where I also studied and uh, worked in consulting for a couple of years and joined NKD um, almost two years ago. Um, for those who don't know, including me, when, when I joined, um, NKD is one of the largest um, discount retailers in, in Central Europe. Um, it's originally from Germany, uh, close to Bayreuth. We sell uh, clothing um, and small household items focusing on, on customers who are um, looking for good prices, but also good value. Our, our main competitors are, are, are companies like Taco, uh, Ernstings Family, Kick in some some ways. Um, to give you a little bit of context, so NKD in 2019 was purchased by TDR Capital, a private equity fund from, from London. Um, and they are specifically targeting companies that have a lot of data, but are currently not fully utilizing it. So introducing data science as part of the value creation plan is one of their core strategies. So what they did when they came in was to, um, to start up some, some data science projects together with consultants and then in parallel also build up an internal data science team. And that's when they hired me as kind of employee number one to set up a team to tackle the challenges they have and overall create business value for them. Right. Thank, thank you for, for the introduction. Um, and, and I think that <laughs> matches very much uh, what, what we recruit for you. Uh, you. You obviously have a very fo heavy focus on generating business value uh, when we provide you with, uh, with candidates. And, and obviously you, your focus is on, on seeing how we can benefit, um, like how the business can benefit from, from, from data science rather quickly. Um, so for, for me, let, let's kick it off with like in, in terms of success factors, right, for, for generating a business value quickly through, through data designs, what are the most important things um, when, when you do that? So, so I would say the most important thing is, is the team, right, to have the right people with the right skills in place and then let them do their job. So this is the foundation of everything. And that's where um, you then are a very important uh, part of our, our strategy with helping us to find, to find the right people. Um, so when you have a good team, and a good team doesn't mean they are all the perfect experts in everything, um, but you have a good mixture of skills, a diversity of thinking, and a good team spirit and a good culture. When you, when you have that, then your job as, as management is basically to, to protect them from 
outside influences, too many meetings, too much politics, and, and let them do their jobs and play out their strengths. So that's, that's kind of the foundation, I would say. Um, when you go in, into details, what is really important to deliver value quickly? Well, for us, what we learned is a very important puzzle piece is the backing by, by top-level management, and in our case, also our investors. Without that, it's incredibly harder to make um, consistent change um, throughout the business. Um, you have to look out for your stakeholders and you have to include them into the process. But this is also a trade-off, right? You want to deliver value quickly, as you said, so you, do, you can't overthink it and get too many opinion on, opinions on things. Um, as for the very concrete way of working, how we approach things is really iteratively. So we don't go to the basement and we try to build something and we come back after six months and say, here's your product. And the business says, we don't actually need that. Um, we try to keep it really iteratively. So push out uh, MVP, um, POC, whatever you may call it, um, something that works, um, get the feedback, try to improve, and really use the first iterations already to create business value. So one more thing maybe for that, what's also really important is that you, that you stop at some point, right? So when you have created a sufficient amount of value, you have to say, okay, I'm, I'm happy with 80%. Um, if we need to get to, get to 90% perfection, um, we need another six months. Um, it's better to stop and do something else mm. in most cases. So this is really important because your resources are always limited, right? You have a team with a certain right. size and certain time. So in order to deliver value quickly, you have to, you have to cut down some projects that are basically fully exploited. And also very important, you have to kill other projects um, once you find out that it doesn't really work. And this is also an important cultural thing, right? Uh, killing a project is not a defeat. It's a, a normal way um, of, of staying productive for, for the overall team performance. Right. That, that's actually quite interesting that you mentioned the, the, the stuff with the projects, because for me, it would be also under, uh, interesting to understand um, how do you find the projects worth exploring? Is this a case of the data science teams just brainstorming? Or is this the, the stakeholders coming to you and, and telling you what they want to do and how data science can help them? Um, how do you go on about finding projects that are that are worth, well, let's say worth exploring first? If we follow up on them, I think that's a different conversation. But how do you start that process? Um, that, that's a very important question, of course. Um, for us, it has been in the beginning because it's also a cultural component. So when you set up a data science team in a company that is, I would say, quite, um, they were really good already when we joined with data and, and looking at data and using it, but they, they didn't have the specific data science component. And, and what you have in top level management is, is really diverse uh, ideas of what, what data science or AI is and what, what it can do, right? 
Um, so the, the first step is kind of to, to get everybody to some level of common understanding. Um, and then um, to go back to your initial question, um, it should, of course, be driven by the business. So it's, it's, it's not driven by the data science team. Of course, you can open a project or a small thing here and there, um, but, but the main, the big, big stuff has to come from the business. So what did we do to, to find the project worth exploring? When we joined, we got, or we tried to get everybody to a, to a similar level of understanding of what we can do. And then we asked all department heads, um, do you have any problems in your department or um, do you see any potential for growth opportunities with data? Um, so we got a really big feedback um, that was also really diverse. And then we tried to go into a loop and try to refine it together with the business to try to better understand, okay, what is the actual problem and try to think it through um, really quickly. So what would the end result look like um, and how could you get there? Um, would, it be, would it be possible with the resources that we have? Um, and then it's, uh, it becomes relatively clear after, after a certain time which projects are, are realistic and which aren't. Um, and then for us, it's a very important step to assign a value to each, each larger project. So we, re we really think in terms of EBITDA impact. So we try to assign a number to, to every individual project. And this is, of course, quantification of that is, is, is not that easy. Um, and it's not at all accurate. Um, but w what is really possible is to say, okay, this would probably, I don't know, bring in 100K. This would bring in a million. And this would bring in 100 million. Right, so it's it's it, it's quite doable to distinguish between between several buckets, and and then you you can say okay, um, how much effort would it need in terms of um, data science capacities, for example, in terms of external consultants or whatever, and then you have a, a very simple ROI investment opportunity case basically, and you can say okay. This one uh, makes sense. We have a clear idea. We are very confident that it delivers a good value. Um, the, the costs to get to a, to a first version are fine, so we do it. Mm -hmm. Is that the, the, main, um, the main decision factors saying, look, we look at how much money we could get. Is it, is it possible, the ROI? Or are there some other... Uh, some other metrics, some other things that you look at before deciding, right, we actually are going to develop this, like going from the idea generating to, to the MVP, to the POC, to actually deploy this in production. Um, are these the main things you look at or are there some other components that you use to make this decision if you actually kick off that project? So it's the, the business side of things is, is basically um, the most important for us. Because we are not an R&D team, uh, we are a business mm. team that wants to generate value. Uh, that being said, so how, how we organize our work is kind of we divide between longer term projects and shorter term initiatives. And 
for shorter term initiatives, I would say everything up to one, two weeks. Um, we don't need to have a very um, good uh, value indication, right? It, it doesn't really make sense to spend one week to quantify the value and then spend another week to develop something. So we, we just do that um, basically based on expertise and, and, and feeling. Um, for longer term things, so projects running up to a year or something like that, we, we have to have a business impact. Um, the only thing that can overrule this is strategic, um, strategic decision, basically. So if you say you have this area in your company um, that you want to develop and you don't expect an immediate business impact in the next year, um, Still, it can be a strategic decision to use data science to facilitate this area, um, apart from having a direct EBITDA impact. Um, but this is, um, we definitely do that. Um, but the norm is you, you have to have a clear idea of the business value you want to generate. Mm -hmm. So th this is also a good good point because um, I guess at some point um, many parts of the business see what data science can do for them and they probably start getting more interest and you know they're bought in right after after a while they're bought in and I assume that the requests start increasing and as you said uh, earlier you said obviously you've got also limited resources right so in terms of prioritization like how do you go on about ensuring that the one like or actually do you go on about saying we prioritize the ones that have the highest business value or do you say no we work on a first come first serve base like how do you how do you balance that out making <clears throat> sure that you still drive the most important projects but also that some departments are not being put on the on, on the back of the line Yeah, that's, that's obviously a very important, important thing. Uh, the first thing that you mentioned um, to quickly pick up on that is also really, really interesting for us because we started a little bit like we want to, we, are, we have a team and, and we can do stuff and, and we have to sell to the business. Um, here, please use our resources. Um, and, and, and they were a little bit reluctant at first, which is um, absolutely understandable. Um, but we kind of completely turned that around and now we receive way more requests <laughs> than we can handle, which is exactly how it should be. Um, but this is, in my opinion, you can achieve this only by, by really being, being open and try to understand what the business actually needs and working together with them and, and proving that you can actually do stuff. Um, as for the prioritization question, so, um, I think for, for longer term projects, you have to have a clear plan of what you want to do. Um, so when we came in initially, um, we, we evaluated the big chunk projects and, and we prioritized them and started them. So um, if now, <laughs> we, when, whenever we finish a project and we have new resources available, we, we don't definitely don't do first come first serve, but we look at our project pipeline and it's, it's basically just our right perspective. So what, what would it bring? What strategic implications does it have? What would it cost us? Um, and then we are not the ones to decide, but 
we decide together in our case with steering committee with with our um, management board and and our shareholders and um, of course we um, we make suggestions and I think until now in every case we we made a decision that is really fine for everybody so um, everybody's on the same on the same page usually um, but Obviously, our our shareholders and our management has has way more information than than I do, for example. So they can, and they are the people who should decide what we do. Mm. So another point, uh, it's, it's communication, right, and, and aligning with with stakeholders is obviously a huge huge uh, part of everything. And at the end of the day, like data science is the tool to to get business value, right? It, it's a tool. Um, in terms of best practices, right, when you, when you collaborate with business stakeholders, how do you make sure that the data science projects that they, that they come to you with, they say like with the ideas, are also aligned with, with the high-level business goals and objectives, right? Because there's always this, this conversation about aligning the data strategy with the business strategy, so I think a key component is, is this, um, what, what we talked about in the last question, that we have a steering committee um, uh, consisting of our, our management board and, and our investors. So they, they obviously have to have the business uh, point of view. Um, otherwise, I think it's the most important thing is, is probably when you start a project that you have a really clear idea of how you can deliver the end result you want to have. So what does the end result look like and how do I get there? Um, this is also speaking from my consulting experience. Um, this is very often the reason for projects that take way longer than expected because the, if, if in the beginning, the, the objectives are not, not clear and the way to get there is not clear. And, of course, you can't have all the details right in the beginning, but you should have really the end in mind and think through how, how can I get there? Do I have the necessary data and resources and skills to, to get there? Um, so if, if this is not clear, I would not like to start a project. And then find out on the way that that wouldn't be good. Mm. Um, right. So let, let's say now we, we we got a stakeholder. They came to you. Great idea. It generates business value. Projects can be can be done. We've done the POC. It's all good. Um, there are also challenges when deploying data science projects into production. Right. Um, can you maybe talk us through like common challenges that data science team face when when they actually try to deploy the model? So for us, bringing things into production is kind of good, kind of nice, um, because our customers are not our company's customers, but only internal teams. Okay. Right? Our our customers are people who come to the store and buy a pair of pants. They don't care what the data science team is doing. Um, right. and, and we don't, we interact not directly with them. So 
um, all the requirements towards our productive efforts are um, by far lower compared to a company that is doing machine learning as a service, right? So to, to give you a concrete example, we have an automated A-B test analysis, right? Uh, for the marketing team, for example. So if, if this breaks down um, and it's not available for two days, uh, this is of course not good, but it's also not um, dangerous to the company, right? Because the test is maybe already done and you can just analyze it a couple of days later, right? So no damage done. Um, that being said, the, the main challenges for us in the beginning were that we really started from scratch, which, which is good on, on one hand because you have complete opportunities of what you want to do. On the other hand, you have to figure out everything yourself and, and nothing is basically there. And it took us uh, a lot of time to get the first project running smoothly. But since then, the others have been quite easy actually. Um, because we tried to establish a, a common framework first that could um, cover almost all our our needs, and we just use that now. Okay, so once then the the project is is deployed or is is live, right, and we generate value, you also mentioned that you you decide which projects to to tackle by the potential they have for the business. Now, I guess you also want to measure that, right? Once once you finish the project, right? So um, how how can organizations measure the maybe the return of investment or the impact on the business of um, those those data science projects? This is a really really good and important question, and and one that I have to uh, spend a lot of time with um, in, <laughs> in my day to day life. Um, so this is really hard, actually. This is really, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, and it's really use case dependent. So you will have use cases that are really clearly and strictly defined and they go almost surgically to one single component on the business process. And then measuring the impact is, is relatively simple. So to give you a concrete example, um, you want to you want to plan the working hours of your logistics teams, right? Because, um, for example, you don't know when you think about e-com, you don't know how many orders you will get every day. Um, but you have to have people in logistics who um, uh, obviously who do do the picks and and send out the orders. So. If you don't know how many orders you will have, you will have days where you have a lot of people standing around doing nothing, and you have other days um, where you don't have enough. Um, and, and where you don't have enough, uh, you, you can cover that, for example, with external contractors. So you have to spend a lot of money uh, to cover your peaks. If you could, however, know when your peaks are, you could just tell the people you already have, don't come on Monday, come on Sunday things like that so you don't have to use external contractors um so this this would be an example for if you if you can predict that using data and how many audits you will have and you can do this labor schedule scheduling accordingly um and then you you save money on external contractors 
um, you can really say, okay, last month I, I spent 100K on external contractors and now I only spend 20K on external contractors. So this was great. And there's also almost no chance that this comes from, from some other effect. Um, so that's kind of the ideal scenario, um, which is only a, a, a small percentage of the project. Um, if, if we look at retail in general, it is, it is close to impossible to pinpoint um, where the value exactly comes from. Because we are talking about a very seasonal business, we are talking about a business where emotions of the customers matter a lot. Right now, we are also talking about COVID over the last years. Now we talk about inflation, cost of living crisis. So how, how do you measure the impact of data science on, for example, purchase planning? So you say you, 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 you purchase amount of X, Y, Euro, um, and then it, it doesn't work out. Is it because your planning was bad? Is it because, okay, now you have 10% inflation and people have to, um, to look out for, for what they buy? Is it because um, the post-pandemic world doesn't work as expected? Um, so for NKD, I think the NKD business model is, is, is quite nice and it works uh, really well in, in these times. And pinpointing really what data science brought us. It, it's really tough. Nevertheless, we try to do it. We definitely try to do it. How, if you don't mind me asking, because you, on the one hand you say, obviously you need to do it, right? It, it, it's vital. On the other hand, you say it's difficult. Um, are there some situations, some cases where you manage to, to do it? So, when, when we do it, we try to <clears throat> really um, pinpoint or we try to get out what the actual data science impact is and, and, and what part is, is other factors. So the, the probably most important tool is, is testing, A-B testing. So if you, if you do an initiative and we have 2,000 stores, um, so we can, we can use a hundred stores for that, a hundred stores for this. Um, and, and, and then try to find out this is, this is not perfect because the weather could be better for the, these stores. And then there's the construction side outside and, and all these kinds of things. Um, but it gives you a, a, at least an indication of what's going on. Okay. So you mentioned some very, Outside, uh, outside influences like a construction site or or the weather. Is that actually something that you could factor in? Like, is it possible to factor that in, or is this something where you're like you need to admit defeat on on that point? Like, you can't just <laughs> you can't factor that in in your analysis. So when when you have two thousand locations, um, and this was also really interesting for me when I joined, the variety of things that will happen is tremendous right <laughs> so um anything can happen basically uh, so you can't figure in everything um but this is where data science is also not controlling so it it, it doesn't matter if it's 10 euro impact or 10 euro 25 um as long as you get a rough idea of what the impact is 
Mm. Um, right. If, if you try to, to build AB groups really as, as randomly as possible, then it, it, it's usually kind of possible to measure something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now uh, looking at more of on the business side uh, again, um, once you, you finish a project and you, you generate insights, uh, I know you guys visualize it as well um, from, from working with you, obviously, so I've got a little bit of inside information here, but um, how do you make sure that the people in the, well, the end user <clears throat> and the departments, they interpret the results correctly? Is that a constant hand-holding that you constantly send one of your data scientists and say, look, these are the results, this is what it means, right? Because data science is also not supposed just to to show beautiful charts, right? It's supposed to say, look, what, what does that data mean, right? What 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 can we do based on, on those results? Yeah, so is so for me it would be interesting to understand do you train your departments to to be able to interpret the data? Do you hire data analysts for for departments or, or one that overarches multiple departments? Or do you see that as the sole responsibility of the data scientists? So it's definitely a responsibility of the data scientists in our case to interpret their own analyses. So that's why we really focus on hiring people who bring this business component um, and, and not just the, the technical skill set. Um, that being said, when you, when you send out a chart uh, in a presentation and you have 10 managers looking at that, um, they will read into that completely different things. Right, right? okay. So, so this is not because they are wrong, but they are because they have different points of view. So, so one, one thing you can do uh, when you send out a presentation with a with a nice chart, is uh, to put a little text box right on the right side and say, okay, this is our three key findings, right? Um, and and this would be the um, the task for for us for data science or for data science plus a business team um, to to figure out what are our most important findings before you send it out to to a larger audience. And, and then you, you can't completely eliminate um, that, that people read into that whatever they want, um, but it's, at least you have something written down. Mm. So also um, looking at, at projects that are live, right? Um, I guess, especially if you work with a lot of customer data, I assume that the data starts changing at some point. Um, so when you've got a model that, that's being used for the business, it's being used, people like it, you get gen you generate value, um, there, there, there must be also like a, a component of making sure that um, the data is relevant and up to date, right? Like constantly. Um, so this is, this is, I would say, quite use case dependent. So we don't... We don't necessarily do projects with real-time data and stuff oh, okay. like that until now. Yeah, because we are our company is really focused on um, on the brick and mortar two thousand or two thousand one hundred or almost two hundred locations that we have. Um, we have ecom, 
um, where you would have all these opportunities with real-time data and interacting with the customers with recommendation engines and, and whatever. Um, but our, that is not generally our main focus. Um, so, but, but there is an important, important component in this question as to how do you make sure that your, your data is accurate and, and up-to-date, and this is, of course, relevant. Um, so this is really, it's, it's really important that you work closely together with the data warehousing team, with reporting teams, with controlling teams, and, and you don't have multiple versions of, of the truth. And this is, I think NKD is, 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 is really good at, at keeping a clean data record. Um, but, but nevertheless, when you have a complex business, you have a, a million ways to, to filter the data or to uh, yeah, get exceptional cases out and, and things like that. So it's important that you, that you talk to other departments about how, how they see it. Hmm. So th that leads me actually to, to, to another point. Um, who has the responsibility over the, the the data, right? Making sure the data is accurate and clean. Because if we look at, the, for example, a data mesh concept, right? We say that the data producer now starts getting this, this responsibility. And you also said that NKD is really good with this data stuff. But is, is that a case of people in the organization understand that they've got the responsibility of making sure the data is accurate and they also understand the value of it? Or is that something that the data science team pushes? Does it come from the very top? Where, where does this, this skill of being good with this uh, data accuracy in NKD come from? So, so I would say it's data science is, is, is definitely one component in that to pinpoint, okay, we don't, the, the data quality is not sufficient, things like that. So our, our large advantage is that we have, most of our data is, it's, it's not that prone to um, to bad data quality uh, because for us it's basically important what we sell and what we have in the stores and 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 what we sell is, is the cashier desk right so you have to have accurate data um, because of taxes um, be, because of the whole controlling point of it of course so there's no question that the, the data you receive from the cash desk systems have to be correct. And of course it is. Um, and, and the other, other part is what, what do you send uh, to the stores, what's currently in the store? And, and this is also, um, of course, you will have some, some smaller deviations here and there. And you have things like people stealing something in the store and stuff like that that you don't. <laughs> But it's, right. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's not. It, 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 usually, it's 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 really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I see this as being a bit of a of a common uh, problem, right, uh, across different other organizations I, I speak to. Um, now, look, looking at another problem when when you've got uh, a project live or, or deployed, um, what happens if the tech landscape? Uh, changes like you you obviously want to ensure that the models that are live right or that are deployed can be maintained um, and updated over time so and i assume with a bit of a digitalization that's happening in nkd they, i know you're implementing new technologies as well in erp systems etc um, how do you make sure that 
the, the models, yeah, like I said, it can be maintained and updated over time in an, in a changing uh, tech landscape. Um, so this basically comes back to our discussion in the beginning, where we say, when do we when do we say the the result that we have is sufficient? And um, if we have a, a model that's delivering a, a good accuracy, but not a very good, but we say it's, it's okay, and it's running on uh, old technology, but it's still delivering a good value. Um, getting the system up to a, a better percentage of accuracy um, is basically an investment case. Um, uh, which has to compete with other projects, right? So you could say you, you could do that and, and get the accuracy from 80 to 90%. Um, or you could start a completely new project where within a couple of months you could get from zero to 80%. And so it, it doesn't mean that we don't do that, uh, but it, it really has to compete with, with other things that could take our time. Hmm. Right. Um, thank you for that. And I think now uh, probably one of the most interesting questions, uh, a bit more specific about NKD. Um, what overall value have you seen so far from, from the data science projects? And I assume that there will be a lot because you said that right now you, you get so many requests from, 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 the, from the business that you can't even handle it at the moment. Uh, so what were some of the benefits that you've seen, you know, like, reduction in costs, um, customer satisfaction, um, higher higher turnover uh, or better profit. Um, yeah, can you, I assume you probably are not allowed to tell us figures and numbers, <laughs> uh, but like from, from a very uh, bird, um, bird eye perspective, um, the value that you, you generated with your team so far for the group. So this comes, this comes back to the, to the fact that the value is very hard to measure. Um, I mean, in, in, in retail, um, when I joined in, in 2021, we were in the middle of COVID. So this was a really big shock to, to retail. Then you had right. the problem with the supply chains. You know, mm. um, you remember this big ship being stuck in the sewer yes. canal and these kind of things and container prices exploding and um, some goods arriving way too soon or way too late and, and really shocks to the whole system and and then you've got this a little bit under control and then you got out of COVID, and then you had the war um and you have this this really um severe inflation um that takes away purchasing power for everyone but especially for our customers as well um so the the it, it, it's really hard to pinpoint or to quantify where would we be without data science. Um, I think in the, in the company and with our shareholders, we, we all agree that what we did so far, they delivered some substantial value to the business. Um, but because of this really extreme situation in the retail sector, it's yeah, extra hard to to quantify it. But um, of course, NKD is 
following a, a, a growth strategy, uh, opening a lot of new stores, growing the business, and, and that hasn't changed at all, and we, we support that. So overall, we are, um, we are really confident that, that we will continue this growth story, and data science is a really key component for that. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, to, to mention this, but I know one of your use cases is to define uh, where to open up uh, a new store, right? And, and you do it through data science. Um, has data science then assisted that in really pinpointing where you open a location? And I'm not sure if, if then you, you actually opened locations so far, but if you did, uh, do you know if it was the maybe not the right or wrong decision because obviously you could have gone into another location and maybe you would have done twice the, the revenue. But at least when you decided in one location, can you see that it was at least the right decision? Like you're not making a loss, like it's, it's, it's bringing the business forward, it's helping with the growth overall? Uh, absolutely. So of course we have this extra COVID effect and everything that yeah. make it may also make expansion really hard. But um, for that, um, I think we are uh, we are quite quite happy with the results. And you can look at things like the rate of stores that you open and you have to close again after two years, right? If you have way over two thousand stores, it's you will always have some stores that you have to close. Um, uh, that's that's part of the of life basically. And you have other stores that you open, um, so it would be a bad sign if. I don't know if the 200 stores you opened um, two years ago, you would have to close 100 already. So right. looking at KPIs like that um, gives us a lot of confidence that it's, it's the right thing we are doing. Mm -hmm. Cool. Then um, let, let's say we have uh, someone listening to us uh, that is looking to to use data science, to, to start deploying data science projects into production um, and wants to create value. Um, from your experience, what are few th key things they should keep in mind before starting this, this journey? Uh, maybe if you have like three, four, five key tips that you'd say, look at this first and then start your journey. These are crucial components to be successful. <clears throat> so... The, the field of data science is obviously incredibly diverse and wide. Um, so I, I can, what I can do is answer this question if you want to do a similar job like we do, like work for a, a potentially private equity driven business that really wants to grow um, and you want to use data science to make that happen. So in, in this regard, I would say uh, you, you have to have a good technical foundation, of course, um, but the business foundation is, is really important. So familiarize yourself a little bit with the terminology that the business uses and the, the key challenges in, in the sector that you're in. So if you are like us and you work in retail, you, you should have an idea of what the retail um, what retail in general is, is doing and the problems that I just mentioned with COVID and, and supply chains and so on. This is, this is not an NKD problem. It's a retail problem right now. Um, so, so keep that in mind. And then when you, when you go and approach your first project, 
try to to put business first and and data science methodology second. So you want to solve the business value, and nobody cares if you do that with a neural network or with a logistic regression or with a table with the averages for every country. If you solve the, the problem, um, then you did a good job. If you, if you build a really fancy model and overcomplicated things and nobody in the business trusts your model because you can't interpret it and you can't explain it, then you didn't do a good job. Even though you might have done a technically very good job, it doesn't have any value to the business. Um, and, and this is, so this is really in the context of you want to drive business value. Um, of course, if you go into science or if you go to DeepMind, um, the, the, the targets are, are, are very different. Right. Thank you very much. Um, I love the last bit that um, it doesn't always have to be the most sophisticated or most complicated data science mythology to, to create business value, but really like putting business value first. And I think uh, from, from pretty much every conversation that I've had, um, people always say the same, especially people in your position, right? That, that your main goal and your main task is to solve the problem, right? How you do it, right? doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be the most complicated uh, solution. It just needs to be the right solution for, for, for the right problem. Um, so Florian, thank you very much. It was actually a really cool, cool episode. And I, I think there will be a lot of value for, for a lot of people that, um, that are looking to, to go into a similar journey. So thank you very much for, for joining me and for everyone else listening. Um, stay tuned for, for our next episode. Mm -hmm.